0: hello everybody and welcome to pod and gore your one-stop shop for everything that is horror and we are your hosts my name is justin
1: and my name is brandon
0: welcome to the show hello hi
1: (laughs) hey good afternoon (laughs) sir good afternoon
0: (laughs) good afternoon to you as well
1: what is this like 90 episode number 94 and i think that's the first time i've mimicked your open to try to throw you off
0: i'm a pro I still trying to find ways like, to keep.
1: Still trying to find ways to keep it fresh. I know.
0: I appreciate. Mm. it. Of course, it's uh, yeah. It's good to be here. It's my pick, which is always uh, fun and exciting. I don't just sit here going, yeah, uh huh, yeah, uh huh. It's yeah, your turn to do that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah I'm a, and, I, and that's the thing is, I'm actually looking forward. To, like, I'm not gonna lie to you. I hadn't okay. seen this movie. I hadn't seen this movie before recording. Um, hmm. I regret it. Not watching it well beforehand. Saying, you regret <laughs> watching
0: it or not watching. Well,
1: so then that, that was the thing, man, because like these kind of movies, like what would this fall under? Um Supernatural esque, you know? Because yeah. it's not really a haunting, it's not really a possession, but it's no. still, it's all, like it's different. So I was like, ah, do I pay three? Kind of an,
0: an occult movie. Yes,
1: and kind of. if I would have known it was more occult, then. I just thought it was some sort of possession style movie, like another Amityville or something like that. Like those Mm -hmm. movies are great. Don't get me wrong. They're just, they're not my, my preferred cup of tea. And so when I went to go watch it this morning, it was like $3 to rent it or $7 to buy it. And I wrestled with it. I'm like, well, dude, I mean, it's $7. That's not a lot of money. But if I don't like this movie, that's a waste. Yeah. I, I wish I would have just bought the movie because when I got done watching it, I'm like I feel like
0: what you should do is just trust me. Like I don't pick slogs. I don't I don't pick the killer clowns. Like
1: first of all, there is nothing wrong with killer clowns. In fact okay, I Okay, how just, about
0: this? I didn't pick maximum overdrive. That was a listener it was, suggestion. It was a listener suggestion. See, so I don't personally pick bad movies, and
1: there's nothing wrong with Maximum Overdrive either. Okay. <laughs> I wish there was a sequel. Yeah, me too. I, I'd so make you cover find all it. the copies and burn <laughs> it. No, I mean, it's as good as a it's as good as a Stephen King movie could be when coked out of his mm-hmm. mind. Like I get it, but yeah, it's rough. I don't know, but, but, anyway. th- but this this whole <laughs> trope that you're putting out here, like, all I do is drop gems. Like, come on now.
0: Well, I pick stuff because I think it's good.
1: Well, so do I.
0: I-, <laughs> I always pick stuff that I hope you haven't seen before, so it is nice to pick something you hadn't seen before. I know that's harder to do with you than it is for cool. me. Yeah, but still. But still. Anywho. But you liked it?
1: Yes, I did. Um, I'm tired today. I, I okay. went and saw the Batman last night. Um, mm-hmm. Great movie. I don't know if it's really pot and gore, as much as I wanted to be like, let's like we right. can cover this on here, and you mm-hmm. almost can. Yeah. If there was a little more gore to it, like there's blood,
0: sure. there's
1: there's murder, and it's very dark, like seven. Mm-hmm. Like it, like you. If actually, I think we could cover that movie if. The detective wasn't wearing a bat suit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I mean, it's no batting. spoilers, by the way. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it, so if he ruins no it for spoilers. me, I'm kill him
0: through the screen. So.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I would absolutely not spoil that. But um, so we went to go see that at about eight thirty. It is a three-hour slog, and not mm-hmm. even a slog. It's a three-hour masterpiece. Journey. It's a, yeah, it is a journey. I knowingly did not tell my wife that it was three hours when we went and i accepted i accepted the repercussions of said actions as well sure but um and the funny thing was is because i had i had somebody on backup that like if she wasn't able to go Mm -hmm. jeremy uh, was going to get him to go Mm. and she tells me like an hour in the movie she's like i'm just going to come back and pick you up because i'm tired (laughs) and i'm like no you're not because if you didn't want to watch the movie, I would have just brought Jeremy. She's like, why didn't you tell me that? I'm like, because you're my first choice, honey. Obviously. <laughs> like, this is date night. Like, I'm not going on a date with Jeremy. That's planned. Those are different times. This, was date, <laughs> this is date night with you. And so, yeah. You have to tee it,
0: yourself up all differently. It's just, it's a whole process. Yeah.
1: It was, it was a later night. I slept in this morning. I'm just tired. And then getting up and watching this movie... I, I had no idea what to expect it is 1968 so there's a lot of building of yeah. there, like and which is great and the payoff is worth it i took me a minute to get into it just because it is a slow start but sure. i like by, by the end i'm just sitting there i'm just like oh okay <laughs> like this is this is awesome oh Oh.
0: yeah the ending is the payoff and obviously we'll get to it when we get there but yeah that's this is my second time my first time was like a year ago right and i had heard about the ending already which what made me want to watch it in the first place but like Mm
1: -hmm. yeah i
0: it's a worthwhile journey if you haven't seen this movie spoilers we're about to spoil it for you but
1: it is also from 1968 so that
0: too but it's worth it. I mean, like I say, if you're in for a long slog, it's just over two hours long, but it's it's a worthwhile journey.
1: 100%. I might even I was, still buy it, to be honest yeah, with you, even though I just rented should. it. Yeah.
0: I was trying to think, watching it this time, like, is there anything I'd cut out? And I was like, not really. Like, there's nothing that is superfluous. There's nothing that is just kind of there to be there. It all builds.
1: Mm-hmm. It's all
0: another brick to the building that is the ending. That almost leaves you scratching your head, going, "Wait, what? Wait, huh?
1: But yeah." The thing that made me scratch my head the most, actually, was the fact that Doctor Hill was played by Charles Grodin. Hmm. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm going through, I'm watching the credits, and it says Charles Grodin. I'm like, get the Beethoven out of here. Where was he at? <laughs> and then I'm looking it up at Doctor Hill. I'm like, oh, that creepy fucker. Okay, <laughs> that was him. It all makes sense. Well, and that <laughs> was the th- oh man, like you know, not to jump too far ahead of that dude, but it's when she like gets him to finally meet her. I'm just like the looks on his face. I'm like, Oh, you're, you're in trouble. (laughs) You're in trouble. And I think that's the best part of this movie is just like how she's going through everything that she's going through. But then you just start to see how many people are actually involved in, in this thing that's happening. And it's like, Ooh,
0: yeah. Not to mention the one. What happens to the ones that aren't in on it? It's like, oh, they're they're committed. Yeah. They, they it's got swan, their mind on the prize.
1: Yep. Yeah, swan dives. Adios.
0: A young couple trying for a baby move into an aging ornate apartment building on Central Park West, but find themselves surrounded by peculiar neighbors.
1: And that they to say do. the least. Yeah.
0: Conceived in terror, born in fear. Oh, <laughs> I like Ugh. that. Ugh. Right. <laughs> uh, directed and written by Roman Polanski. Based on Rosemary's Baby by Ira Levine. Is that how I'm going to say that? Kay. Or Levin? L-E-V-I-N. Mm-hmm. Uh, stars Mia Farrow, John Cassavetes, Ruth Gordon, Sidney Blackmer, Maurice Evans, and Ralph Bellamy. Released June 12, 1968, with a budget of $3.2 million and a box office of thirty three. That's a big million. budget
1: for the late 60s, dude. Right. But I mean, like, the Good hotel- box office, too. Yeah. What was the box office again?
0: 33
1: Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's not really anything extravagant aside from, like, the apartment building in itself. Like, that yeah. was, like... i like, a like nice building. Are- like, well, these it's are not mansion. a nice building, but... <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. rooms. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I'm, I'm thinking I'm like no, all the fine. cool stuff I'm thinking about. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's at the end. We're not there yet. Okay. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Oh, that's well. at the end, too.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Paramount Pictures executive Robert Evans and production designer Richard Silbert... Uh, reminisce at length about the production. Evans recalled William Castle brought him the gallery proofs of the book and asked him to purchase the film rights, even before Random House published the book in April 1967. Uh, the studio had recognized the commercial potential of the project and agreed, with the stipulation that Castle, who had a reputation for low-budget horror films, could produce but not direct the adaptation.
1: Hmm. Well, I mean, when you have Roman Polanski, like, why would you let anybody else direct it?
0: Right uh, Francis Truffaut Is I'm going to say that claim that Alfred Hitchcock was first offered the chance to direct the film Which I think would have been interesting That seems <sighs> Hitchcockian Especially the ending
1: Well I also think But that, see I mean like time period in itself Like I I'm trying to picture like if this would have been directed By Hitchcock You know what I mean like really kind of like birds psycho-esque like whatever like i don't know there's i liked the fact that this didn't feel like a hitchcock movie because it's like you're watching a horror movie from the 60s nine times out of ten you're gonna think of something from hitchcock and the fact that this was not and it did feel so much different like it i don't want to say it felt like a crime thriller but like it really had this different air about it and it didn't really feel like a horror movie yeah
0: Well, and that's. I I think what lends with this is that for a lot of it, you don't know whether she's right or not. They really kind of play with is she just, you know, going through pregnancy hormones? Is she just. Is it all in her head? And I think Hitchcock would have let that. He would have teed us off a bit too much. Like, there's no way that Bates is not the killer in Psycho. Yeah. Like. I, you can I, just kind of tell
1: I I'm going to i I'm gonna tip my hand here a little bit so not knowing what was going on in this movie and then when they start talking about the Tannis Root and all that kind of stuff I looked up because I'm like I didn't know Tannis Root was not real and it was made up for the movie but I'm oh. like well and that's what I'm saying like I looked it up and it like, it's like it doesn't exist but then it's talking about witches and I'm like ah oh, this is a witch movie okay Mm -hmm. Sick. (laughs) She screwed
0: herself a little bit. Again. I I gotta stop looking
1: stuff up. That's pretty huge.
0: Maybe after. Yeah. Wait till after. (laughs) Uh, But Hitchcock declined. Evans admired Polanski's European films and hoped he could convince him to make his American debut with Rosemary's Baby. He knew the director was a ski buff who was anxious to make a film uh, with the sport as its basis. So he sent him the script for Downhill Racer along with the galleys for rosemary's baby polanski read the latter book non-stop through the night and called evans the following morning to tell him he thought rosemary's baby was the more interesting project and would like the opportunity to write as well as direct it
1: oh wow so
0: he did a bait and switch he's like (laughs) i know you want to do this so here's this thing but just in case you're bored here's something else you could like right that's much better
1: Oh yeah, dude. It's oh. clever. <laughs> it really is. I like that.
0: Uh, after negotiations, Paramount agreed to hire Polanski for the project with a tentative budget of 1.9 million, uh, 150 thousand of which would go to Polanski.
1: Oh, not a bad chunk of change. Yeah.
0: Uh, Polanski completed the 272-page screenplay, which is pretty fucking big for a screenplay <laughs> yeah, uh, it is. for the film in approximately three weeks. Polanski closely uh, modeled it on the original novel and incorporated large sections of the novel's dialogue and details with much of it being lifted directly from the source text, which is pretty fucking cool.
1: That is super cool.
0: It kind of made, like I don't read a lot of books like ever, but I I
1: would love to. I love reading. I love, I I just, I, I, it's, it's last. I'd rather play a video game and then I'll Mm -hmm. watch a movie. Then I'll watch a TV Mm -hmm. show and then I'll read a book. I don't, Yeah, like, like I'm sitting here watching this movie, I'm like, I really would like to be playing, like, Lost Ark right now or something, you know what I mean?
0: I have to for work, so it's just a thing. I
1: thought about, like, just throwing up the movie on the side here and just kind of watching it while I was gaming. I'm like, no, (laughs) we're not doing that. We're going to pay attention. I'm glad I did.
0: I'm glad you stuck with it, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have a ton of books where it's like, when I retire and I have more time and energy, Mm -hmm. in theory... In theory, I'll read the fucking books. Yeah.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, my, like I'm, I'm pushing 40. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to work until I'm 65. So I'm doing a lot of strideful things now. To I would like to be retired 15 years, 16 hmm. years, 17 years, whatever. Like, I would like to, you know, mid 50s. I think that'd be fine. If yeah, I can get my health years. turned around, oh, that'd be great, dude. I could do all sorts of shit.
0: Hmm.
1: Get a five years out of you. <laughs> we're on episode like 736 it's like well still not retired even though we talked about this back in 2022
0: <laughs> he send the crapper but you know let's talk about friday the 13th again
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's take it back to 1980 <laughs> uh,
0: please no uh casting for rosemary's baby began in the summer of 67 in los angeles california yay Polanski originally envisioned Rosemary as a robust, full-figured girl next door type, and wanted Tuesday Weld for his own uh, or his own fiance, Sharon Tate to play the role. Obviously, that didn't work out.
1: Uh, uh, no, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Once upon uh, a time di- in Hollywood.
0: It's great. Uh, it is. <laughs> but and obviously, this is long before you know that happened. Yes, but still not too much longer. 67. <laughs> I don't know dates, so I don't know when that actually happened, but
1: I, uh, I'm getting I, don't close. Remem- I don't remember either.
0: Additionally, Jane Fonda, Patty Duke, and Goldie Hawn were considered for the part. So that's interesting. Um,
1: I, I don't, don't like
0: any of those choices. I but... don't either,
1: because of the fact that, I don't know, Goldie Hawn's too quirky. This yeah. movie, uh, the, uh, the Tate Murders, was in August of 1969.
0: So, about two years shy.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Mia Farrow with a supporting role in Guns at Batasi in 1964 and the yet unreleased A Dandy in Aspic from 1968. As her only feature film credits had an unproven box office track record. However, she had gained wider notice with her role as Allison McKenzie in the popular television series Peyton Place and her unexpected marriage to noted singer Frank Sinatra. Huh. Yeah. Despite her uh, waif-like appearance, Polanski great to cast her. I don't know what that means, but that's what, uh, I what, think it had, like
1: she like like super thin and frail, mm. like she was tiny.
0: That makes sense. That works though. Like it really fits. I don't like you were saying earlier. I don't think someone who was so much more bombastic mm-hmm. would have been believable to put up with all the shit that she puts up with in this movie.
1: Yeah, she's very. She's um. She's really like prototypical. Um, 50s, 60s, obedient, subservient wife who listens to the husband every... No matter uh,
0: how big a peckerhead he is all the time.
1: Exactly. And it's like... Yeah, i have a note on that later. (laughs) Oh, yeah. uh, When she... Because, like, when she's going through it, she does look super just... Like, she's wasting away. Like, she's, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously dying (laughs) slowly like this this thing is killing her but like when like at the peak of that it reminds me she looked was it this like the son of chucky
0: i never saw that one i didn't see i stopped after the first one
1: did you well i mean the first ones weren't so bad but like how when she because she looked so wasted away and her eyes were sunken and all Mm -hmm. that kind of shit like that's what it reminded me of. Um, let me see if I can find it in here, because. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like that's what I like. I that's what Almost I saw. Almost exactly.
0: That's really creepy. <laughs> that's
1: what I I saw when I was watching the movie, and I'm just like, oh my god.
0: Yeah, that's enough. Except
1: for red. I mean, aside from the red hair, like poor yeah, Mia Farrow. <laughs> especially when she did like the sprightly haircut. I remember looking something mm-hmm. up about that. You probably have it in your notes about Sinatra was not super stoked about that.
0: Yeah. Uh, Jack Nicholson was considered briefly for the role of Guy Woodhouse before Polanski suggested John Cassavetes, whom he had met in London. In casting the film's secondary actors, Polanski drew sketches of what he imagined the characters would look like, which were then used by Paramount casting directors to match with potential actors. Which is weird.
1: I love Jack Nicholson, but I'm I'm glad that he was not cast with this, because... Yeah. I don't know, like... He's too I,
0: much of a presence.
1: Yeah, like... Th-
0: this guy kind of fades into the background as the does. wacky neighbors take over, and that's kind of the point.
1: Yeah, like, and this guy, like, a lot of times where, like, especially, like, later on when he won't look at her, she's like, why won't you look at me? And he's like, I'm looking at you just fine. Like, he, like, I don't see Jack Nicholson like sinking into that background like noise level like Mm. he's he's too yeah 100 percent too much of a, a presence to fade off like that
0: uh principal photography for rosemary's baby began on august 21st 1967 in new york where location shooting commenced by september 1967. The shoot had relocated to California's Paramount Studios in Hollywood, where interior sets of the Bramford Apartments had been constructed on sound stages. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. Uh, some additional location shooting took place in Playa del Rey in October 67. Farrell recalled that the dream sequence in which her character is attending a dinner party on a yacht was filmed on a vessel near Santa Catal- Catalina Island.
1: Hmm. That's cool. Yeah.
0: Uh, though Paramount had initially agreed to spend $1.9 million to make the film, the shoot was uh, overextended due to Polanski's meticulous attention to detail, which resulted in him completing up to 50 takes of single shots. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, it worked.
0: Yeah. Well, but yeah. I mean, it's definitely the Kubrick approach where he just does it until he says it's good or you crack and kill yourself but it all works yeah uh, the shoot suffered significant scheduling problems as a result and ultimately went 400000 over budget and in November 1967 it was reported that the shoot was over three weeks behind schedule
1: so, wow
0: yeah uh, and for back then that's nuts.
1: yeah but at the same time you'd also th- like it's Polanski like if you maybe yeah. would allot for that be like oh this guy is known to do what he does like maybe we should
0: add some padding
1: yeah fluff it up a little bit because otherwise you're going over budget because you're like oh well we're behind almost a month
0: well the shoot was further disrupted when midway through filming Pharaoh's husband Frank Sinatra served her divorce papers via a corporate lawyer in front of the cast and crew (laughs) ouch (laughs) In an effort to salvage her relationship, Farrow asked Evans to release her from her contract, but he persuaded her to remain with the project after showing her an hour-long rough cut and assuring her she would receive an Academy Award nomination for her performance. Filming was completed on December 20th, 1967.
1: Did she get uh, nominated? Well, let's see. Okay.
0: So, that's it for production. Let's get into some awards. Academy Awards Best Supporting Actress, Ruth Gordon, won. Mm-hmm. Breast screenplay based on material from another medium, Roman Polans- Polanski nominated.
1: Oh. curious who beat it out.
0: Yeah, I know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Golden Globe Awards Best Actress in Motion Picture Drama, Mia Farrow nominated. Best Supporting Actress Motion Picture, Ruth Gordon won. Best Screenplay (laughs) Motion Picture, Roman Polanski nominated. Best Original uh, Score Motion Picture was nominated. So basically,
1: unless you're Ruth Gordon, you're not winning. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wow. I mean, she was great. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong, but like, this movie is 100% carried by Farrell. Like,
0: right. you know yeah. what I mean? If it wasn't for her, it would not work at all, and no. they would just be obnoxious neighbors.
1: Oh, my goodness, yeah.
0: Uh, Writers Guild of America Awards Best Written American Drama, Roman Polanski, nominated. That's uh, The scene in which Rosemary is raped by Satan was ranked number 23 on Bravo's 100 Scariest Movie Moments. <laughs> so that's something.
1: Yeah, that totally threw me off, too. Like, uh, like, when they're like, hail Satan. Hail Satan. I was like, oh...
0: They're like
1: deep I in it. like I get it but like we just went straight on like what are you doing here to fucking hail him you know what i mean like oh. well that
0: scene is brutal like i get the number 23 it was one that i like i remembered it kind of but i didn't mm-hmm. remember how bad it was and then i started watching it i remember my wife the eyes on the other side of the couch
1: mm-hmm. and going yeah mm-hmm. yeah i remember the eyes like the, yeah. the close up of that i was like oh that's the devil the devil. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Like, how'd you get the devil to show up in your movie?
0: <laughs> Give him a Twix. <laughs> he a tw- loves Twixes.
1: Oh, uh, We have the same agent.
0: <laughs> uh, in 2010, The Guardian ranked the film the sec- uh, second greatest horror film of all time. So wow. That's yeah. In 2014, it was deemed culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant by the Library of Congress and selected for preservation in the National Film Registry. Awesome. Yeah. couple of fun facts. I've only got like three here, and then we'll get into some notes. Uh, William Castle makes a cameo appearance as the man at the phone booth waiting for Mia Farrow to finish her call.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: Which I did not know that was him.
1: I did not either. Yeah.
0: Uh, Robert Redford was the first choice... Uh, for the role of guy Woodhouse, but he turned it down.
1: I could see that. But I mean he too is also a presence, I feel like.
0: Yeah, I'd be like, holy shit, it's Robert Redford.
1: Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> exactly that, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, I fuck. don't
0: like like Jack is a presence on screen where it's like you're just thinking, holy shit it's Jack, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson, yes. Yeah, I think Redford would have been better than Jack, but I don't think he would have been better than Two That Got.
1: So. Yeah, but at the same time too, like when you're watching ooh, sorry the yawns are real when you're watching um The Shining. Yeah. Like it's Jack Nicholson and there's some Jack scenes, but like that's not heavy Jack. You know what I mean? Like no. so like part of me thinks like, well, maybe I still don't think he would have fit in in the guy role, but no. like yeah, I don't know. I think I'd rather have Jack than Redford, though.
0: I'd rather have the guy we got. Yeah. So there you go. Fair. Uh, Farrah was reluctant to film a scene that depicted a dazed and preoccupied Rosemary wandering into the middle of Fifth Avenue into oncoming traffic. Yeah. Which makes sense. Rightfully Plansky so. Plansky pointed to her pregnancy padding and reassured her, quote, no one's going to hit a pregnant woman.
1: Oh, so she was actually, okay
0: yeah so that was legit traffic apparently and
1: uh it was uh, she made it so convincing, there you go. obviously yeah it was convincing yeah. even more so <laughs> that it was real great yeah
0: that's it that's all the things we can talk about the movie at this point
1: oh uh, right, so yeah dude not I'm not gonna lie to you like with the fact of this I think it's great b- that
0: you're not gonna lie to me that makes me feel closer to you <laughs> I'm uh, uh,
1: back up here a little bit so it almost took me out of the movie because even though the, the intro like is like this creepy eerie mm-hmm. kind of playfully creepy, you know, cause it feels yeah. like it could jump into like some sort of eighties rom com, but it still had like, sure. but it has or also
0: a super corny, like supernatural movie.
1: Yeah. But it's like at the same time, yeah, like I, it took that, music i was just like oh this is what i'm in for awesome
0: (laughs) yeah it It, fits i mean and they play it again at the end and it's like okay at the end it's it's kind of tim burtony creepy Mm chanty kind of music
1: kind of like a poppy version like poppy like Candyman intro yeah Yeah. (laughs) you know like poppy's not the word i want to use but yeah speaking of Candyman, i'm still fucking super jacked about that guy like giddy well, I giddy tell the folks <laughs> guys right after it happened it was like what fucking eleven thirty last night 10 like 12 o'clock yeah, it was probably. late yep. it was late i was scrolling through the twitters and i've liked tony todd's post or retweet like i retweet, retweeted like all that shit in the past several times hmm. i don't know what was different last night but i gotta follow fucking candy man the legend tony todd follows me on twitter and i mean he That's follows wonderful. a lot of people it's not anything sure but at the same time
0: You're i'm being fucking, followed by the candy man yes
1: <laughs> i'm fucking elated still like now i would, you just
0: need to post more and more stuff about the show
1: yeah <laughs> right yeah be like unfollow great jeremy look what you did one of my favorites no longer follows me on the Twitters because of your pushing of stuff. But yeah, I'm just the glad music. You mentioned Jeremy, like, not me. The what?
0: You said Jeremy and not me, so you can be mad at Jeremy all the Did I you say want. Jeremy? Yeah. But we're going to stick with that. So you're going to be mad at Jeremy. All right. I'm, bad, I'm while mad. While I tell you to plug Podencourse. I don't know why I said Tony Jeremy, Tom.
1: but yeah, I'm mad at both of you. There. that's fine how's that fun <laughs> no as but as long music, as he's part of it the music kind of took me out i'm not gonna lie but to bring really. it back around at the end it fit more because it's like oh i know what this movie was now and the music fits so when i go to watch it a second time mm-hmm. like i'm not going to hear the music the same you know like does that make sense yeah. like
0: yeah i mean it really it- if it's your first time, it tees you up for something super creepy, but most of the movie doesn't really feel that way. Uh-huh. But I think it helps because it gets you into that mindset so everything does feel a little off and peculiar. Uh-huh. But this movie is much better a second time. Like, this time I noticed a note, because they move into this apartment and it, someone else was living there and she was in a coma and died. Um, and it there was a note that said, I can no longer associate myself. Right. And then it there's nothing else after that. Like she was maybe abducted after that or Well who see, that's knows. yeah,
1: that's the thing, is like when like thinking back on that, like she had they called it a secretary. It looked like a giant armoire kind of thing, but it was like this giant fancy ass
0: chest thing. Ca- like a big like
1: cabinet, cupboard, like a wardrobe. Thing. Yeah, wardrobe blocking a closet door. Mm-hmm which you know you later i like later you find out what's up with that closet door but at the same time you're just like that's kind of weird that that's there and then it kind of makes you think because then did they not say it was an older lady living there or was it a younger lady so i believe they said older but like why did she die that's what i don't get like they said she's in a coma but at the same time like the when when um when, fuck, I can't believe... Uh, Rosemary, I can't believe I forgot her name for a second. Roe. <laughs> you know, when she meets Terry down in the basement. It's only in the
0: title of the movie. It's only in the deal. title.
1: But, like, when she meets Terry and all that kind of stuff, like, oh, she's staying with, you know, the, with the... the Catavidus? Katavid, like, what's their last I name? The, so. the older couple. Right. Yeah. Minnie and Roman. You know, she's staying with them. But then, like, you see her... And she's dead the next day. Or, like, they don't really say how long it is, but... Like, it's kind
0: of assumed it's been, like, a couple days max.
1: Yeah. But it's like... Uh, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm trying to, like, wrap my head around it, because it, it almost seems like it's this elaborate plot to find a person who's a suitable suitor or host. Mm-hmm. And I, like... Okay, so, the like, people seem to go into a coma and die when either they find out too much or they uncover something. Like, the same thing happened with a hutch later. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of mysterious things that aren't necessarily explained, yeah. which is great. I think it adds to, like, the mystery of it. But, like why did she have to die like did she like i don't know if i'm jumping in too far ahead of your notes here
0: this is pretty much right
1: but like when they find her on the sidewalk and you know she's got that necklace with the tannis root in there which i love how that you know progresses through the story and you know how like a, a jumps way into it But like later on at the office When she's like oh You know I like that smell Like oh I'm glad you don't have that on You don't have to smell it because mm-hmm. you know You smell the same as the doctor And she's like oh fuck like, It's everywhere Yeah it's everywhere And I, that's like the layers And like just this web of Connectivity between people And events and all that kind of stuff Is The unexplained is fascinating, Mm -hmm. and I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry, I'm talking too much for your episode. No, you're. But you're
0: perfectly fine. I like sitting here (laughs) listening to you wax on poetic. No, it's the thing. I mean, you could watch this movie probably a dozen times and come up with a different explanation each time. Like, I assume they were grooming her to be the next host. Right. And did she find out what was coming and say "fuck this noise" and? (laughs) out the window it's possible or did they go oh you're not gonna work for us anyway and she got shoved out the window right like she had the necklace so obviously she had to have been being groomed like this old couple wasn't taking her in to be nice
1: no yeah you definitely find out that that's not the case
0: or is it like you know she was being groomed but then Mia Farrow came in and they were like oh we like her better so fuck off yeah you're done take her instead
1: right and it's like um i'm trying to think so with the necklace the charm that has mm-hmm. the tanister in it like do they just have a supply of these or <laughs> like are they i assumed recycling? it was the same one but i mean that's like if you received that gift knowing very well that that came off a dead body that you saw laying on the ground and in a pile of blood you're like And to just accept it so openly, being like Well and that's
0: kind of the way that she was, is she like
1: super polite.
0: Yeah, I mean and that's the thing. And again, it's, you know, olden times, so you're nicer to people and so saying, Yeah, no thanks, she went and like you were saying earlier, she's that obedient wife that does what she's told, whether she should or not. Right. And so she's like, I guess I'll take this creepy necklace. I mean, she was nice to me in the laundry room. Mm-hmm. So that's something. But she wasn't even going to wear it. And then her dickhead husband was like, You better wear that fucking thing because, you know, like it went out of their way to give it to you. So go ahead and just put that on there. Yep. And it makes me wonder, like, they don't go into what the tanis was doing, really. Because if the doctor smelled like it, did he, like, just have it in there when she was in there to well, cause do whatever it, it was doing to it, her?
1: So it was used as, um,. Let me see. I'm going to look up Tannis root real quick. So um, Tannis root is a unique ingredient used um, for centuries by witches in their evil spells and rituals. The exotic name connects it to wild places, which are impenetrable to modern urban man projected into a technological world, which is Rosemary's Baby Fandom on here um, from the All of Them Witches books. Um, Tannis Root doesn't exist. Ira Levin Levin made it up for the story. Um, so, however, it is normally spelled Tannis with one N and not with two N's. Show activity is never fully explained, just hinted at throughout the course of the movie. It is a fictional... It is a fictional something-only devil-worshipper types, witches and anything related to black magic use in their concoction recipes or for good luck. So it's almost like a rabbit's foot, but a root. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it seems to be...
0: So it's helping bring along the birth of the Antichrist, also helping her be, like, suggestible to be Mm -hmm. able to do this stuff. Because, I mean, they, they had a little in-house garden thing when they moved into the place the wacky neighbor had one too mm-hmm. like it, it's very possible that they were all growing this thing just so they'd have enough to you know screw mm. over some unlucky woman
1: right uh so i'm scrolling through and there, i'm seeing there's a like on etsy you can buy mm. the net like necklace. the yeah
0: I don't know why I, anyone. Well, I mean, if you're a super fan, I guess, but like, I can't see a woman wanting to wear that because it doesn't <laughs> seem like it's a good, positive thing. Right. Exactly. <laughs> hey,
1: I mean, it's, I mean, I get it.
0: Yeah. I'm just—it's just weird. I mean, this whole movie is about like I don't know, like it, it's about controlling women. It's about making them think that they're not right about you know when they think that something's wrong trying to convince them that they, they're just crazy.
1: So, uh, um, Mike, I don't know if I 100% agree with that because while that happens, I also, I don't necessarily get this oppressive vibe other than the fact that they don't want her to associate with anybody outside of the circle, which would give them, like, a normal response. So, like, when yeah. she was going to this one dog, I don't feel like it's like that towards every female. Character, but they're like, "Hey, you're gonna go to Doctor Saperstein because we know that he's going to further this along." And Mm -hmm. if you went to Doctor Hill, who you know, spoilers, you find out calls anyway. You don't know if he's. I think he's in on it, but it's hard to say. But like, she or he just
0: kind of succumbs at the end and goes, "Well, I'm fucked anyway." So right, that's what I'm wondering is like he called safferstein and then they threatened him or whatever Mm -hmm. they went okay just take her i'm not gonna risk my neck for this chick
1: when he gets up like when they're in the when they're at his office and he gets up and she's like he the way he looks at her is just it there's a devious look like he Mm -hmm. he knows and so it's like, or maybe he's like, oh, you, you, oh, you're with Saperstein. Like, I I know, like, we know, people know what goes on with this. Like, that's how far this connectivity goes out. Like, this gets almost in the realm of, like, conspiracy theory amongst doctor, doctors, but... I, that that's the thing.
0: Like I said, you could play this so many ways. It could be that he just, like, he does have a reputation, and he went, oh, I better not cross him. Yeah. Maybe not going all the way into the occult stuff but Mm -hmm. just like this guy's a dick and if i screw with him he could screw back and it'd be worse for me than him
1: right i know and the funny thing about that is too because it's like everybody like especially guy when he's like he's like uh you better not go to that of the doctor because you might you know either hurt saperstein's feelings or like you're not being considerate and she's like what the fuck do you mean considerate like i'm (laughs) the one in pain here yeah Like it's, it it just cracks me up because it's like, oh man, this guy is you don't want to cross this sapristine.
0: No, he's a right true dickhead, and it's it's crazy, I think, because the whole thing and they reveal it fairly quickly, especially if you're paying attention. That essentially, Guy made a deal with the devil to give him his wife and baby to help his acting career.
1: Yeah, he wants the fame, yeah, the fortune. You know, and even later on, he says he's like, "Hey, I gotta go." You know, I gotta go. I gotta go. Got to go and try and get famous. And yeah. it's like, oh, God damn it, stupid
0: dickhead. Yeah, yeah, I mean, a guy even goes blind because <laughs> yeah. of their incantations, and guy gets the lead in some play because mm-hmm. of this poor fucking guy.
1: Right? And can we just talk about how, like, with Roman and Minnie, like? <laughs> She refers to Minnie, like, cause it, like, whenever she's talking about them to other people, mm-hmm. she, you know, she's just like, oh, she's just super nosy. Yeah. And then, like, even the weird thing, in, too, and it's like, you, I don't know if it's because, like, you don't really know when Guy kind of falls into line, because mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like it was like that from the start, because he no, was... No, but I would
0: think it was pretty close. I think what happened... Was that first meeting when they were in the living room together, alone? He was like feeding him sweet nothings and promising him to be able to help him. And yeah, then he, when he goes over the next night, he's like, "Okay, so here's the deal."
1: I want to hear more things. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's fair. and then he
0: sells him on it, and then it's from then on.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, I could agree with that, but I just like they really are the the nosy, obnoxious neighbors, mm-hmm. and. Like I don't know many women that would be that trusting to be like, yeah, hey, I'll 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 drink the stuff that you're specifically drink bringing over like Right. You know, that here are, you're
0: making in your house and telling me it's good for me, but
1: Yeah, like here know. eat this mousse, here drink this fucking what looks like sour cream and chives blended into <laughs> milk. Like it doesn't look good. It's like an no. <laughs> like herb milk, <laughs> I'm like no, please no. Or, yeah. But yeah, I love how uh, the, they do the obnoxious nosy neighbor thing well.
0: Oh yeah, I mean they definitely sell it, and it's like in a different movie, they would just be the wacky obnoxious neighbors that you're complaining about Abner? all the time.
1: Abner? <laughs> they're leaving the house again. <laughs> but in this of, they're just horrifying the and disturbing that yeah. guy
0: is just super creepy
1: he is charismatic as yeah. all get out
0: he is and in a good way but also by the time by the end when you see why it's like oh shit like mm-hmm. this guy's like the leader of this cult
1: yeah yeah adrian mercado yeah yeah and, and so like that shit's great because even towards the end like when they're like oh hey this guy's dying they're gonna leave he's gonna go travel a little bit before it's all done and then they're gone mm. and then you know big reveal you're like oh that's devious mm-hmm. that's devious um, it's
0: clever I mean it's just like convince them that you're out of town and then he's just still burrowing in the shadows doing his forward doing nonsense. his things yeah I, I really loved it kind of, it made me yeah worthwhile of putting it into my notes when Guy comes home, or well, I guess when Rosemary comes home and there's just a shit ton of flowers all over the place. Yeah. Like, more than anyone should buy it one single time.
1: Well, and that was it, like, when that happened, like, I was like, oh, god. Fucking Minnie. <laughs> Minnie got into the apartment and just left a bunch of flowers and... <laughs> excuse me, my hiccups there. I'm like, oh, my god, that's so much. That's yeah. so much. And then he's just standing there holding... A smaller More. amount and i'm just like <laughs> god you douche
0: right he's like i'm sorry i'm such a dickhead all the time let's go have three kids yeah right now
1: well and that was the thing this too. will make it all better it, it will Me
0: being such a jerk all the time is. let's have three kids so they can preoccupy you and i can go fuck off
1: right well and that was the thing too like when they first got that apartment and they're sitting on the ground like they're sitting in the living room and there's no furniture. They're eating what looks to be like their dinner is like on like a cutting board that's sitting mm. on the ground. Like, And she's like, let's make love. And then they just start to take their clothes off. I'm like, that's great and all. But I'm like, one, that's hardwood floor. <laughs> that's cold.
0: And hard. So It's kind of painful.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean.
0: We're in worse shape than they are, though. Yeah. So let's keep but... that in mind,
1: too. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, uh, you know. A hardwood floor has never stopped me in the past, fair. but like at the same time, like yeah, I just the first thing that popped into my head is being older. I'm just like, oh, that's cold. That's gonna be cold.
0: So <laughs> I thought about my knees. Like that, that hurt my knees. <laughs>
1: oh man, yeah, fair. we're too old. Yeah, it's
0: sad. Yeah, and that it's super creepy. So she. Is forced down like you were talking about earlier. This chalky tasting chocolate mousse that it looked pretty good.
1: It looked alright. Like, if it
0: wasn't poisoned, I would eat it.
1: I thought I'm not gonna lie to you. The first thing that came in that I thought was that it had like I was like, oh my god. I knew like it didn't. I knew it wasn't what it looked like it was, but I thought that there was like body parts in it for some reason mm-hmm. dude like the first thing i was like oh man she made that's gross we're getting a little too texas chainsaw i here. know i know <laughs> which has that been that was cru- so last week yeah that was last week but dude that episode <laughs> is crushing it good we actually two people voted on the poll that on uh, through spotify yeah
0: huh?
1: it was 50 50 one person liked it the other one didn't <laughs> it's like i didn't that's I was,
0: pretty much i was talking <laughs> to someone at work and she was saying how much she hated it and it's like i was kind of trying to defend it but i was like just go listen to the episode because i'll make better points than i will right now but yeah i liked it like it's not it hasn't changed my life and i haven't really thought about it since but right it's fun like i know i'd, I'd watch it again i'll probably buy it yeah if it leaves netflix
1: i mean dude it, it's been it's only been up for like what almost two weeks and it's already mm. almost at triple digit wow that's what I said, and so that's why I'm, I'm like kind like of hit right. I'm like, let's go. Thank you. Let's get that <laughs> average shit. listener count back up.
0: No <laughs> kidding. More than two. More than two. We uh. can do this. <laughs>
1: Thank so, you, Shane, and other random listener. <laughs> woo woo,
0: woo. <laughs> Yeah. So the oh, they eat the moose. She doesn't like it. Guy forces her to eat it anyway, out of you know shaming her. Yeah. Like she went to this trouble of made this fucking dessert that she's forcing down our throats, like I would never do that. I go, well, if you don't like it, throw it out. Like I don't, yeah. like, I like it, so I'm gonna eat it. If you don't like, but that it, I don't was the thing, care. like, it's
1: like he's like, all oh, right, really she brings it in. This is the bad one. This is the good one. Yeah, because he eats some too, and he doesn't mm-hmm. get all loopy. Yeah, I that,
0: guarantee that's the way it was.
1: I think the thing that bugs me the most about that scene is the way. That he knows that it's drugged, and that it will do that, but then Mm -hmm. he's like, "Oh, you you just drink too much, you know the the cocktails." Like, Like, and I get the the rationale of it, but at at the same time, I'm like, "Dude, you know that it's drugged. Like, why are you gonna like?" I was like, "That just that rubbed me the wrong way because it's like, oh, you're just an alcoholic." But then again, like, I like to drink, so I get a lot of shit for drinking, and so I'm like, "Fuck you." (laughs) That's not the case here. (laughs) Don't shame me. Right, I felt like I had to You're defend a safe her, place, her. It's okay well, no. well, I mean,
0: the, the fact is he's a douchebag anyway, because this was the deal. Like, mm-hmm. he was already starting to get fame. The guy went blind so he could get the part. He's starting to, you know, go up in the world. It seems like he's making more money. He's buying the fancy shirt and whatever that shit. <laughs> and it's like, okay, now it's time for your part of the deal, because then she gets dizzy, passes out, and then we get to the worst part of the movie, worst being most creepy and cringe mm-hmm. is essentially the rape scene. The Satan rape? A, yeah. Yeah. It's well, fucking Like, I remembered it being brutal and I was telling my wife, like, there's one part that is bro- bad. Yeah, and you're not gonna like <laughs> The this. rest is fine. She well, wasn't paying attention, so it worked out. But.
1: Right. Well, and that's, that's the thing. It's like, you know what's happening and it's a the act in itself is brutal, but mm-hmm. you don't really... Vi- thankfully, thankfully, visually... You don't see, they're like, I mean, there's a little bit of nudity because they're painting and all that kind of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But, like, I'm glad that it was more of an implied scene than actually visual. Well, I
0: mean, that's the beauty of, I mean, someone like Polanski, for one, who's not just going to be like, here it is. But also, (laughs) it's the 60s. And so there's (laughs) metal. (laughs) But it's also the 60s. And, like, there are certain things you're just not going to be able to do yeah. without them going uh hmm. you can't release that in theaters thanks
1: yeah but that's uh, another thing the thing that i didn't like either besides you know just the husband being douchey was like the next morning she's like oh i was, I was out of it and he's like yeah it was kind of like it's kind of like a like a really cool necrophile thing i'm like "Yeah, that
0: one skewed me a bit i'm and like she has yeah. like cuts on her back and she's like oh sorry bad fingernails it's like
1: She's like, I was fucking unconscious. And he's like, yeah, it was pretty awesome. Right. And
0: she's just like, okay.
1: Like, yeah, that was like red flag number 17. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, and the fact is, is like, the husband knows that he didn't do that, but he's still got to play it off like, oh, yep, that's my Mm. bad, even though it's not, but it is like you look even worse taking credit for something that, uh, you know, you contributed to but didn't do. Yeah. But then just like, oh, you know, us necrophiles, (laughs) sorry.
0: (laughs) Just that wacky thing that we do, just don't worry about it. Yeah, Yeah. it's, yeah. I think what gets me about all of it is at the end, which we'll get to, and it's just like, this is the way it is now. Mm Mm-hmm. Like... that's the only part I I hang up on because the entire movie is essentially, like I was saying earlier, like she's being kind of repressed, put in her place, being used by this cult to have this devil baby, yeah. and the husband's going along because he's getting something out of it, which is fame yep. and fortune. Yeah, he's getting at the, the expense the of her. From it. Yep. Yeah, and he's just looking at it like, well, you know, we'll we'll take this hit, even though it's all her taking the hits. <laughs> you know for the good of your cause and then we'll be rich it
1: makes me and think, it makes me think of hot fuzz where it's like for the greater good yeah
0: pretty much because i mean she is in horrible pain she's losing weight like you can even see it in her cheeks she's, she's wasting away gaunt. eating yeah,
1: fucking raw meat like right <laughs> yeah going from just the the 10-second sear on each side to, like, you're now eating, like, what looked to be liver.
0: Yeah, like it, organ meat.
1: Yep. Like, she's yeah. primal.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, it's getting super brutal, and the baby's wanting blood, and it's just I'm, wondering if, that,
1: I'm wondering if that—I'm wondering if this is kind of the start of that trope, because that's not the first time where I've seen a movie where a woman was pregnant with some sort of demonic force or whatever— and I want to say, resulted, or resorted to eating was having to eat, like raw meat, bloody meat, shit like that. I don't remember what it's from, but I'm wondering if this wouldn't is surprise what... me. Yeah, I mean,
0: this was sixty-seven, sixty-eight, or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Like, I could totally see this being a precursor to all of that and sending or setting those trends. Yeah. Because I mean, it's it's very interesting, and it, it also made me wonder, like, how much of what she's going through are they controlling?
1: right yeah like because
0: it it seems like every time or the the demon baby is controlling Cause mm-hmm. it's like every time she's about to get help it gets better or every time she's about to do something it gets worse to the point where she can't yeah like she's about to make this appointment the next day to see a normal doctor because this pain has been going on for and it just subsides months. yep yeah and then it's gone Sounds like yeah. you feel happy for her, and so you're crying with like, oh my God, I'm not in pain for the first time in months. Mm-hmm. But it's weird that it happens then.
1: Right, no, yeah, you, like, like that I could 100% see being controlled th- internally, like through the child. Mm. And then the other thing, um, I'm wondering how much, like, what's being contributed by the outside forces of like, the pills the shitty shakes the um the the cake squares or whatever that she's eating like i would really have liked to have known what What did what yeah (laughs) what she was eating what contributed to what like like did it really help like was it like hey we know that you have the spawn of satan inside you and if you don't Imbibe these things; it will make your life way worse than. Like, how would they know yeah. these things? Because it's like, how many times has Satan tried to give a you know a mortal woman a baby? Like, there's so many, many questions. Yeah. <laughs> like, well,
0: that yeah, I mean that's fair. I mean, obviously, this is at least the second time they've tried it in this movie because they had what's your face you know, swan dive out the window. But yeah. yeah, it's like I'd assume Satan's been trying to do this for. Thousands of years or however long they say Satan's been around. And yeah, it's like, okay, is what they're giving her helping the baby grow and, you know, quote unquote live? Mm -hmm. Is it making it so that uh, Rosemary's body doesn't just burst into flame one day (laughs) because she has a fucking demon in her gut? Like,
1: yeah, it's all, it's all, uh, all sorts of curiosities. Um, we'll
0: never know about unless we do deep dives. Right. Um, yeah, because she's given the book on witches, finds out that her neighbor is a descendant of a witch. I kind of like that it was set so long ago, so it was like, oh, his dad was a witch and is in this book in like the oh. 1800s. Mm-hmm. but it's you know now he's in his 70s and like, so well, the math kind of works out the
1: 79 i believe was the age yeah, yeah like i love the fact that that all lined up because it it it's not such a a, a suspension of disbelief where it's like nah yeah There's it's no not way 2022
0: and it's like oh this guy's in his 50s and his dad was a witch in the 1800s and it's like okay yeah well. no
1: 1960s <laughs> you know if you're like old in 1968 like your grandpa your, your dad yeah, or your technically
0: grandpa- speaking they were alive in the 1800s like, yeah that's fucking nuts
1: yeah exactly <laughs> um and that like that yeah you're right that doesn't work 60 years later 70 years later obviously so yeah yeah it's a nice touch
0: yeah um obviously we talked about the necklace and she goes to the doctor the same, same smell. smell that was a i nice love that she tip. had the forethought to drop the necklace into the sewer drain. That was mm-hmm. a nice touch. And she's getting more books after her husband throws it away because it was riling her up.
1: Yeah, like, the give book, me the, the book. Books. He talked to her <laughs> like I talk to my daughter when it's time to go to bed. I'm like, give me the book. No. It's
0: time to go to bed.
1: It's time to go to bed.
0: No more ice cream. That's enough. No. Okay. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's just brutality after brutality. I mean, she goes to try and get help from Dr. Hill, who then turns her in, like we were talking about earlier.
1: I thought that he was going to gas her, like when he turned on the air conditioner. I was like, oh, that's going to mm. put her to sleep, and she's going to get fucking abducted. She's going to wake up and somebody, you know, in some bed tied down. That's not how it played out, but like it's that's... possible,
0: though. I mean, you look at even um, later after she has the kid, she's in that room... And the lady's like, hey, don't turn off the air conditioner. People are dying in this heat. Oh, shit. Which is, would be true. Mm hmm. You know, so, I mean, she could just be, you know, I think it was, they were harvesting the milk out of her to keep the baby.
1: Yeah, right. Because when she goes to put the spoon she, like, into it and she's like, no, don't do that. And she's yeah. like, why? It's, you're, what are you going to do with it? Throw it out? Then it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, yeah. But we're like, but like, Were they trying to put her to sleep so they could try to milk her when she's asleep? Or, like, what the fuck? Like, how are you getting the milk out? Like, because if i I think
0: it would be more keep her subdued. It was, like... Because she heard the baby crying that one night, which perked her up and made her go, Wait, I just had a baby. I haven't seen my baby. Where's the fucking baby? Well, yeah, because she called
1: them out and said, You guys are liars. Like, right when they came back and said the baby didn't make it. Mm -hmm. And she's like, The fuck it didn't. Like I
0: was uh, there. Like I, think.
1: I know that you guys are <laughs> wanting to either keep my baby, sacrifice my baby, something along or those other lines. <laughs> yes, like I you're not getting the baby.
0: It was clever. I mean I, that's what I'm thinking. It's like it was their intention to like just keep her neutralized for as long as possible. The only hole in that theory is that they kind of like left her alone to be able to wander upon them. Right. When they were meeting.
1: Yeah. And so, and that was like, you know, she knows something's going on. She hasn't been taking the medications that they were giving her. She was hiding them in the bed, which I thought was That's cool. That's probably
0: what it, what it kept her knocked out. Yeah. The pills she was not Supposed
1: taking. to take, yeah. I do like it when she, um, when she goes into the closet, pulls the god awful amount of towels off the shelves, and then opens the door, and you get the inside approach to their living room, like what you saw before, because like it wasn't the first time she had been in there. So like Mm -hmm. when everybody's standing gathered around in there and like, there's that little half circle bar and all the stuff, like you start to recognize some of the, the other accents to it. Like the, like earlier in the movie, she mentioned that there was no, uh, pictures on the walls because they had Mm. taken them all down and you could tell that they were taken down because of like the like the
0: The dust shadow
1: yeah the dust shadow um but then when she goes in there the second time and all the arts up and she's looking i'm like oh that fucking church is on fire here's Mm -hmm. some witches here there's a you know a giant portrait of um mercado on the um over the mantle Mm
0: mm-hmm
1: and it's just like, it's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I think There's the creepy lovely
0: painting of Satan. <laughs> the-
1: I didn't. Oh, I didn't. I didn't catch the the Satan painting. That was a joke. Oh, it was a bad one. So <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what I I think the creepiest part was like the giant black bassinet mm. thing that had the upside down cross hanging over it and. I'm just like, oh dude, that like one that's awesome, but God, that's yeah. creepy. Mm-hmm. And it
0: really ratchets it up. like that again, when we were talking about the beginning, like that's this this is the scene that makes the movie. Yeah, like if it wasn't for this, I would be like, I wouldn't have recommended this. Yeah, I would have th- watched it movie It was fun. Yeah. yeah, but if it wasn't for this scene and it's just so creepy and eventually the music starts rising up again and they're all just sort of chanting and hanging around the baby and just her reaction like the the fact that they don't show what the baby looks like except for that very quick glimpse in an unfocused like over. I can't think of the right term did for they it, show the baby I,
1: I th- like, I they didn't... show
0: it's eyes and like it, it's kind of blurred out like it's superimposed over the shot like how it's kind of translucent when they okay. do that and they show two shots at once and you can see through oh the I might the have other. to go
1: back and rewatch that part because I didn't yeah. see that It's very
0: brief, and it's like, oh, here's the eyes, and then it goes away, and you can kind of see, like, a dark, like, black, gray, blue, you know, silhouette of the eye socket area.
1: Okay. I'm glad that they didn't show um, the baby either. Sorry. No,
0: because, especially for the time it was made, there's no way that wouldn't look stupid. (laughs) Like, even that eye shot was almost too much because visual effects and makeup and shit just wasn't there. Right. Like, unless you're George Lucas making a Star Wars like you don't have the people there to make that one shot right not look stupid
1: yeah dude I think the 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 part that I like the most about the scene as well is when um, Laura Louise or whatever was rocking the bass like she's rocking it but she's way too fast like any yeah. parent like any normal person's like yeah that's too fast and as a parent I'm like oh my god what are you doing <laughs> And then, like, I like the fact that he was, like, like, um, Roman was, like, stop. Let, you know, let Rosemary do it. And she's, like, what do you know? Keep her away. And it's, like, no, let Rosemary do it. And she's, like, you're trying to get me to be a mother. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, yeah. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah, it <laughs> I, is. I loved it.
0: And that's the thing. Like, I mean, they, and that's the, that's the part that I'm a little unsure of is how they kind of stick the landing of, like, she essentially just assumes the mother role. And is like, well, yeah, I just had this demon baby, but it's my baby, so I'm going to take care of it. And it's like, they could have... I, I don't know how else it could have ended. But it makes me go, like, okay, so is she just one of them now? And she's going to say, well, it's our, all the shit they did to me's done now. So I guess I'll just do this then. I mean, but or, at the same
1: time, because like what she said, like, sh- you know, she's like, I'm going to protect this baby and all sorts like I I think it's before she realizes obviously it's the son of Satan but like you know she has that love for that and us being men not able to birth like my wife all the time talks about that connection with my daughter you know before and after she was born like mm-hmm. that something that I could never experience so like I don't get that but like I don't think that that is something you can just turn off. That's fair. So, I propose to any of our m- listeners, if you're a mother and you've had children, can you attest to this? Like w- if you were in Rosemary's situation, hmm. you 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 birthed the child like <clears throat> am I and out it of pocket to
0: be the son of Satan? Yeah,
1: like am I out of pocket by saying like even though it's like like there is that connection like that you uh, that bond like i'd love to hear you i'd love to hear your take on that as a mother uh what would you have done how would you have handled that like if somebody like i went out there after the movie was done i told my wife and she was like how was your movie i was like it's great i was like i don't think you'd like it (laughs)
0: sure
1: you know just because the fact that like that's that's it's heavy and like as it, a mother it, yeah, you're it's just like that's a conundrum. lot yeah you know and so i would love to hear um a mother's perspective on the
0: movie yeah because it made me think while well, you were saying that of the good son with macaulay culkin and elijah wood and macaulay culkin is just a horrid monster i don't remember if he's actually like the devil or anything but i don't think i ever saw he, it
1: or that i remember seeing i know it's elijah uh, elijah wood too right mm, yeah yeah
0: and yeah and it's and or like the omen and mm-hmm. it's not their birth child and he's adopted but it's like do you like what do you do if your kid is the devil like i don't know yeah the, i don't the, the rational part of you would go you fucking get rid of it as soon as humanly possible but right. there is that attachment of like but it's my kid it's yeah, yeah he's turned into a super villain but like bought him you're that like, toy he, once like he's, he's an asshole good. but he's
1: my asshole you know what i mean
0: yeah, like, it's kind of like when I talk about you. Like you're a jerk, but you're my my jerk. So I just kind of deal with you. <laughs> I do love. We kind of breezed over, yeah, I was but I say, loved tough
1: talk through a screen there, little bud. I'll see you in a
0: couple of days. I'm sure. You will. I love the the line we kind of skipped over when she does see the baby for the first time and that oh. look of horror on her face. Ah, and was, what's wrong with like, its eyes? Yeah. What have you done to its eyes? And. The neighbor guy's like he has his father's eyes, which is a fantastic fucking line.
1: I don't know. I thought it was kind of. I love that
0: part. It that's got, what's cool about it. Like, I
1: get it, but it, <laughs> at the same time, it's like we know that it's the son of the devil. Yeah, he's got his. But father's this is when that's eyes. being revealed,
0: right? Like we, as the audience, probably know. But and I, I do think it goes a bit over the top when they're all ch- ch- chanting "Tale Satan." Yeah, like, that was a bit like okay, like I get it, but
1: yeah, that was yeah. Yeah. It's still a great movie. I
0: It really was.
1: It makes me want to f- seek out and find more occult-style movies. Yeah. Because, I, like, there was, obviously, the devil was a presence in the movie, so you do get religious, but it wasn't heavy on the religion side of it, as in, like, an exorcist is, or... All right. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, there
0: are moments where, like church will be brought up or you know what Cat- you believe catholicism in. but it, it's yeah, such and that it's small... kind of shooed away and yeah it's it's a background note that it, like again if you watch this two three four times you go oh this meant this oh this was talking about this like yeah it's almost like i would almost recommend you watch this a second time if you oh, have the energy to do it i will like i'm not now. going to today like, but i will
1: soon <laughs> I yeah, it,
0: and just having it fresh in your mind and being like, oh, so this connected to this. Even just seeing that note from the beginning where it's like, oh, she was, the original tenant was trying to defect or something. And they caught her.
1: Right. So and that's what like, I got out of it. So to be fair, when I, like, I knew, like, by looking up the tennis route yeah. that early in the movie, i'm like oh okay so i knew that i knew that things were not right
0: sure
1: um and i it'd be nice to go back and see pre that like if there's any tells when she's like with terry or Mm -hmm. you know the the progression of guy changing to douchebag and this More and that so. yeah and he so, was always
0: kind of a dick yeah he gets escalated it. he kind of yeah <laughs> i
1: don't know but yeah great movie you guys great if movie. you haven't seen it can't recommend it enough Yeah, it's worthy and of I the hype which is what i yeah. was afraid of in fact yeah. now it kind of makes me want to go in my stack of bam boxes over here i have a rosemary's baby print that i kind of want to oh, nice. take out and put on the wall now <laughs> you should and that's
0: the thing that's why i wanted to recommend this one because after i did finally watch it last year i was like this is actually really fucking good yeah like, it's not it, just it, there's so many of those it. old movies it's just like it's fine yeah. i get why it's important because it did this before anyone else did this and this has a bit of that but it is just a solid film i agree so go check it out. Obviously you can buy it on Voodoo for like eight bucks.
1: Yeah, it's on like you can rent it on Voodoo right now for two ninety nine. I watched it in standard def. Like you can buy it in high def, but at the same time, like these older movies I I if it was made in a specific time period, like movies nowadays, like I wouldn't want to watch you know texas chainsaw massacre or scream 2022 in standard death like those movies are not shot like that but when you go back to like the 60s 70s 80s even early 90s like i like watching lost boys in high def sure but like i would rather watch it with that grainy gritty look that you get from that time
0: to really go off rails here i watch cooking show regularly because i have samsung tv and it's just kind of background noise when i can't think of anything yeah. and it was made in like the early 2000s but the video quality is so different it looks like it was shot in the 80s or 90s because it's so poor right and it's like when you watch stuff that is not shot in hd in hd it looks
1: bad yeah that's why i hate watching <laughs> star wars on blu-ray yeah i dude, i'm like up. I'm like, give me VHS. Give me standard mm. definitions. I don't want to watch it in HD. And like yeah. when, like they, like, obviously this is not a Star Wars podcast, but talking, like, I don't like watching, like, when they went in and added shit to the movies, they're like, oh, hey, the technology wasn't here. We <laughs> Guess wanted... what?
0: It's still not. <laughs>
1: <What>? <laughs> yeah, like, you know, in, the, in A New Hope, when um, Han Solo's walking with Boba, and Boba's moving, like Jabba? They, Yeah, Boba. Sorry. Well, Boba was there, but yeah, Java. Yeah. Like we get he's a giant slug, in that he can move. Yeah. But we don't need to see him move. He don't have to walk. Yeah. You don't have to step on his tail, and it'll oh, like yeah,
0: that was fucking
1: Like <laughs> like oh man. But anyway, <laughs> I I like to view movies in the definition of their time that's fair and so that's why i only paid the three dollars to rent it and if i buy this movie which is uh 6.99 on voodoo i'll buy it in standard def you can i think it's the same price in hd but no thank you but yeah there it is that is
0: rosemary's baby
1: rosemary's baby
0: bib in a tidy half the time of the movie nutshell not bad take yeah, not yeah, bad. I, I figured we'd do it. Now, I mean, again, a lot of the time of that movie is ambiance. It's mm. setting the stage. It's the environment
1: prepped. is so. That's what drove me in. Like, mm-hmm. I it's slow but it's so weird. You yeah. know, I'm mean? like, I get ambiance, but like at the same time, like I really, for some reason, find myself getting immersed into these older films, like with a different time just where I'm like oh man could like to be my age in 1968 and experience like I we will never know what it was like to live during those times so watching these movies especially this one really does feel like a period piece like where you're watching it and you're just like wow you're getting a really huge glimpse of what it was like in the late 60s in New York mm-hmm. yeah. and like it's really it's just not great I don't want to go <laughs> <laughs> no but it, it's a lot. It's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. All right. So that is it for that. Let's talk about what's up next. I don't know if it's going to be next week or the week after, but before too long, we'll get to our topic episode. And this is the one where I wanted to kind of shake things up, show Brandon that you can do more than just talk about mm. listen things, and we can pick an. You're actual... doing it early,
1: also, sir.
0: Yeah i
1: mean you're yeah. doing it a month early <laughs> and uh, really? i see you're trying to high road me right now
0: sir <laughs> no, well no i wasn't attempting that it just yeah, so you're start, like it I'm started just going to... that way and i didn't mean it to but it, yeah <laughs> it kind because i'm
1: like I'm, I'm pretty sure that the time frame of this was april and october and you're doing yeah. it early
0: well that's because i have the odd months and you have the even months so i can't
1: <laughs> <sighs> that's fair
0: that's why like, I had to pick certain ones, and I didn't really have one for this one. So I was like, "Oh, this is this works." I'm doing Treehouse of Horror. Yeah. Uh, anybody that's listened to this show enough is probably tired of this. If you are, let me know, and I'll stop. But until there's, you do, I'm gonna keep going.
1: Well, yeah, and <laughs>
0: uh, we're not you, even half. We're about halfway down after yeah, this one.
1: People have yeah, like We like we have a decent a decent listener count. So there's plenty of people out there that do know that you are a giant treehouse fan and mm-hmm. it we do it twice a year every year this okay. is what year this will be the third year that we've done it because I mean you started treehouse what um not our first well, year Well, this is but- only the
0: yeah I think it was the second this is the will be the fourth one because we do four at a time so I did one through four I did five through eight and then I did nine through twelve back in October. Okay, so. so
1: this is the the second year we've done this. Okay, yeah. So Power so, and throw them.
0: Yeah. I mean, like I said, we're there like last year's was 33 or 34. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah. we're we're getting close to the halfway point here. Right. Um, yeah. this one's 13 through 16. They're all available on Disney Plus in their own special horror section still, mm-hmm. which is great.
1: Yeah, thankfully because I I know you have them, but I do not. Um Perfect. Plus, it gives me time to think about what I'm going to do. Like, there's a real big part of me that wants to make you do Leprechaun for March. Just do it. it <laughs> here's my thing. Like, <laughs> the look on your face. I mean, like, because if we don't... Like, you've been
0: threatening me for years. I just kind of want the Band-Aid ripped off so I can take away that bit of ammunition But, the, the, but that's
1: you. also the joy. Because, like, if mm. what happens if this is a Hellraiser situation? It's not. <laughs> Here's the thing. You're like, to be fair, it's like <laughs> the, the
0: reason I didn't want to do Hellraiser is because I remembered it being painfully boring because okay. I watched it when I was young, too young to appreciate it, uh-huh. and I was like, oh, there's more to this than I thought. Now I'm older, I like slower things, and it works. So I Leprechaun s- is bad.
1: I haven't seen <laughs> I haven't seen Leprechaun in 20, 25 years. Me like too. it's been a long time so i'm i'm i don't know if you've noticed like so i'm trying to think of cuz it like the leprechaun it's not up there with like a chucky obviously but it's not like down here with like i don't fucking know like some low maximum level Overdrive. <laughs> you know what i mean like it's not like a high level tier killer no. right so but a lot of these, a lot of these movies, like, they start out their first one is really good, and then it it mm-hmm. it gets on a train and, and goes to Hokiesville, you know, like Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth, Texas Chainsaw. Like they all have really solid starts, yeah. And then they kind of just go off in their directions. And I don't remember if Leprechaun was that way. I don't remember the first Leprechaun being all that over the top and crazy. Like some of the sequels, but I
0: have a feeling that I might end up enjoying it on a Killer Clowns level, where it's like (laughs) I'm glad I saw it, but if I never see it again, that's okay. I kind of I own the first two.
1: Uh, Well, dude,
0: I I I haven't uh, watched two, but I own them.
1: I I think I either talked about it recently on the podcast or it was at work, but I bought all eight Leprechaun movies. I think it was they were on sale on Vudu for Mm twelve or thirteen dollars for every single one. I'm like, how? How can you not just buy the set?
0: I didn't.
1: That's how. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to watch killer clowns again too, them. like uh, especially since <laughs> I just got my my Triple chiotto autograph through Bambox, which is yeah, sick. I can see it. it. It's super cool and it's the creepy the creepy clown. Yeah. And so like I would much rather have had the like the poster, you know, with the finger in the earth, but like mm-hmm. I'll take that
0: fair enough enough rambling well that's it we'll yeah, enough out jibber here. Jabbing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. we had the short on purpose so let's keep going right. oh so, yeah next up next episode treehouse of horror 13 through 16 i think is what i said mm-hmm. go watch those in prep there's some good ones in there we're getting close to the bad ones like i might end up skipping a couple because there's some that are shitty but we'll see how it goes
1: We'll see what happens. All righty. Well, until then, you can find us on all the social medias. There is no shortages of ways to reach out to us. Let us know your thoughts, opinions, concerns. Make sure you like, rate, review, share with a friend. Do all the things. Help the uh, the show continue to grow and reach new audiences and Mm -hmm. potential heights. Um, If there's something that you want from us, um, something we haven't given feel free to reach out let us know uh, like if yeah. there's you're like man we would really love for you guys to do this
0: yeah we come up with these on our own like unless there's a listener suggestion these are all the things that we pick that we want to watch and, and delve into mm-hmm. and like i've said like yeah my year is already set up but it can change like yeah. there's only a few that i'm like i want to do this this year yeah and they can be moved so right if they can take place in my bonuses if i want to do them that bad
1: yep episode types if you're like man i would kill for you guys to interview somebody talk to somebody bring on a guest like those are all different types of episodes we've never done let us know what it is that you guys want from us we are more than willing to find ways to accommodate you know to give back to you as the listener um but we can't do that unless you let us know what it is you need so you can uh, find us on facebook at pod and gore podcast um we have a page and a group you can find us on instagram and twitter at gore underscore pod you can email us at pod and gore at gmail.com we're on the slasher app which i haven't been on in a minute um it's a great app it's just not very optimized so it's kind of, it's kind of like loading my phone's older too so it doesn't like to cooperate Mm -hmm. um that's fair yeah like i said reach out love to hear from you share with a friend we will be back next episode with treehouse of horrors episodes 13 through 16 until then we've been your hosts my name is brandon
0: and my name is justin
1: and we'll see you guys next time bye goodbye